Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Barry William Maglidity here, your host of the Comeback Game podcast. I uh, just finished recording a phenomenal interview with Steve Ray, who's a facilitator of emotional intelligence and conflict resolution. Uh, he recently presented at uh, one of our Opulence Intensive events to our members, and I felt it really important to get him on the Comeback Game show and share around how to build remote emotional intelligence and resilience, especially in times like we're going through right now with COVID-19. I'm seeing kind of two schools of thought with business owners and the more business owners we can help wake up, develop more emotional resilience, uh, build up their leadership teams and skills and lead their teams, the better the world's gonna come out of the other side of this. Uh, I know you've probably been seeing a lot of people out there going, oh, there's so many opportunities out here and a lot of people going, oh, my business has been shut down and both exist right now. And the reality is, is both always exist in life. We've always got the opportunity to see something as an opportunity or see something as a failure. Yet what the difference is, is whether we're actually able to see both of those and then emotionally and intelligently and intuitively make the right decisions to move us forwards. Uh, really excited to release this episode with Steve Ray. Let's jump over now and uh, help you guys understand more around emotional intelligence and resilience and how to better cult cultivate it, encapsulate it within your business and your life today. Thanks again for watching The Comeback Game. Please like, share and comment. Let us know what you love. Make sure you share around anyone else that needs to see it or watch it so we can help to help more people just like you and I. Thanks very much. Steve, welcome to this episode of the Comeback Game podcast. Uh, pretty excited to have you on board and to have you sharing with uh, the viewers and listeners today. How are you doing? Doing well. Great to be here, Barry. Yes. A little bit nervous, you know, the caliber of people you've got on your, <laughs> your podcast have been pretty amazing. So oh. yeah, it's great to be here though. They don't know who you are, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> so, so, mate, to the, to the people that are tuning in today, uh, I want to share a little bit of background about uh, what it is that you do and, and who you are. Yeah. Um, I guess my background is I came up uh, through kind of environmental activist ranks. I was always someone who was crawling around looking for animals, you know, in the bush. And, um, and then as I got older, I had a real uh, kind of calling to get into um situations where i could actually look after and protect the environment so you know call it the justice warrior or whatever when i was uh, at uni for a, a while there i was just as part of those um action groups went down to the franklin and was taking the was part of that whole thing yes you know <laughs> there with the banners and there kind of it was an, actually an amazing time to be um involved in the environment movement because they were big decisions that were being made at the time big choices yeah. we we're making as a society you know um, and then I got involved in environmental education with an organisation called Vox Bandic, who did a lot of work in schools with kids, uh, learned a lot from a great guy called Frank Ryan, who was a, you know, an amazing uh, mentor for me, actually. And then after that, I moved into local government in um, the east of Melbourne, Manningham City Council, and was the conservation officer there. And that was an amazing time, too. Mm. Um, so all that time, I think I was building this real sense of the thing that I love most is actually working with people, you know, like being within groups and helping groups to do great work together. And that's how I kind of finally arrived at where I'm at the moment, which is as a facilitator of groups. And I just love that work. I love it when people kind of come together with a passion to do great things together and trying to help them do that. Yeah. And you've done a lot with uh, different organizations around conflict resolution, uh, emotional intelligence, things like that. And I, I guess the reason I wanted to invite you uh, on the show today is that we recently had our event for our members, invite you along. Uh, you ran a session there, which the feedback was absolutely fantastic. And I think that now with uh, constant change of flux, 
the world's in right now. Um, mm -hmm. It sent many people into into a bit of a, I guess, a clothes dryer, a washing machine mm -hmm. of tumbled emotions and mm -hmm. a bit of a lack of clarity of what's up and where's down. The conversation we heard earlier today was around the fact that, you know, for a long time I've noticed a lot of people have pinned uh, their sense of certainty, uh, in many ways their sense of worth on materialistic objects, mm. um, but also around potentially like the current situation, their business, mm. you know, and their business's growth and success and profitability. Yet for a lot of people in just the last month alone, uh, that's changed rapidly. And there's a lot of people that are lost out there at the moment. A lot of people that experience a whole range of emotions and not kind of going, uh, knowing where to go. But I've also noticed the distinctions about those that have actually managed to pivot and move through this one their uh, their connection to certainty is is very different to the others that are kind of almost stuck in fear or maybe got their heads yeah. uh, buried in the sand a little bit right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good uh, observation. It's an amazing time that we're in. You know, um, I think when people were in the Renaissance, they didn't know they were in the Renaissance, and and you know, looking back on this time, this will be seen as a, a like you say, a pivotal moment in uh, in human history. Yeah. where you are defined by the way in which you choose how you behave and what you do based mm. on the environment around you. I mean, yeah. it is what it is, you know, and there's a lot of it, uh, a lot about it that is incredibly challenging. And you're absolutely right. There are a lot of people in uh, high anxiety in in fear. It's activated all that fight flight within people. And there's a lot of holding on or attempting to hold on to what people have known because uh, as you say, that's where the certainty is. We love certainty. And when certainty is taken away from us, that's when we start to, to, to grasp and, um, and struggle. But this is the time to kind of go deeper. And that's why, for me, the emotional resilience piece is so important for people because if you can develop that within yourself, if you can develop resilience at a deeper level, you will be able to be prepared for what's coming next in a way that helps you say, okay, I'm here now, but mm, I need to move, actually. I need to let go. I need to relinquish some of the things that I've held on to for so long, you know? Yeah. Um, that's so, hard. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's certainly hard, and especially, too, for those that maybe haven't spent uh, much time delving around in personal development or delving around inside of their, their feelings, their emotions for themselves, and they've kind mm. of, in many ways, just been living life. Yeah. Uh, it's even more challenging for those people because there's not the same level of understanding maybe or emotional intelligence as what um, mm. those that have kind of spent years in that personal space have, have kind of mm. found out. Um, it's funny. I was having a chat to a client a, a, a few weeks ago and they had a sales team and they felt it was interesting, but they noticed that half their sales team was selling in this current environment and half their sales team wasn't selling in the current environment. Mm. And the interesting thing was the business owner themselves was super certain that their business was providing positive change in this time and was serving their clients. And the feedback was even that way as well. Yeah, what we found is when we kind of dug deeper is that within the sales team, some of their sales team had a lot of uncertainty at the current situation. And they were the ones that were unable to sell versus those that had certainty and were able to sell. And the product hadn't changed, the service hadn't changed, like nothing had changed the business other than the mentality or the emotional resilience of the salespeople. And so doing some work with the salespeople to go through and help them to, uh, I guess, create 
a sense of stability within themselves mm. and, and within within belief of, of what's there rather than certainty within the environment. Because the reality is, is that for a long time, people believed that they were in control, right? Mm. Or maybe they didn't believe they're in control, but they just didn't even have a perception about control. Mm. And one thing that the current situation has shown mm. is that there's a lot of things that we don't control. We believe we have for a long time. You know, people aren't allowed to travel right now. Uh, people are not supposed to be leaving their houses. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we're, we're being condemned to or asked of that in for a long time we believe we've controlled. Mm. Yet the reality is, is there's very few things that I believe we control other than the way that we choose to perceive and see a situation. Mm. That's a great observation. And um, you're absolutely right. It's, um, it's a time to work out what is it that we really do control right now. Now, we might have had a sense that we controlled more and we were further out in that kind of sphere of you know, control and influence and, and what we're concerned about. We have to pull right back and work out what is it that I can actually do right now? It turns out I can't even get out of my house. <laughs> you know, that's, I can really control very little. The more that you actually stay within that, um, that circle or sphere of control, actually the more agency that you have because the more you know, okay, I've got certainty. That's what comes with control, the sense of certainty. Now, with certainty, you create um, both within yourself and within the people that you interact with, this sense of stability. People pick it up. Like if you're uncertain, if you're, if you're kind of freaking out, person will pick that up no matter what you look like on the outside you know it's a fascinating thing there are books written and uh probably you know uh, ipods galore around you know body language the use of body language and, and how important that is and it's true but body language as a thing that you try and do to create a sense of you know authority or or um whatever it's meaningless if inside you're just like a duck crazily paddling, right? Yeah. You have got to be still on the inside. That is actually what gives certainty to the person right beside you. They can read it. They, we all know. We've been with people who go, oh, I just felt good in their company. I just, there was something about them, you know, like I didn't want to buy that car. <laughs> but after talking to them, I thought, yeah, that feels like a good idea. So it is amazing what emotional resilience and what a skill it is to develop for yourself first and foremost. But if you want to do good work in the world, you know, whatever business you're in, finding that capacity to still yourself on the inside is just so important so that you can, you know, that can ripple out to other people. Mm. And I see there's an aspect of self-confidence in that, but we're not talking from an egotistical or an arrogant perspective as well. Like I know from myself, um, I was many years ago, I would, I would have said that I was super confident, mm. but that confident doesn't come across as the level of certainty and stability that I have now. And like, and this is just from self-reflection, my leadership, you know, I was confident before, but it wasn't in a way that people um, could engage with or could follow or could buy into because there's a lot of arrogance and ego there as yeah. opposed to now, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm confident, but I'm certain in myself and the vision and the team that we have and the product and delivering where we're going and regardless of what situation we have right now, I'm certain that we'll get through the other side better for it yeah. because that pivot for me is, is connected to, I guess, a greater sense of purpose, mm. you know, a greater sense of purpose of world order and the fact that, that we live in uh, a world of ca cause and effect. Mm. Right? And with every effect that we have, there's a cause with every cause and effect. 
Now, although what we're seeing right now is things going down, look at any global financial crisis, we've, the bounce back has always been greater mm. than that. And mm. although we're not there yet and we can't see what that is, we've we got to kind of trust in uh, the human experience that nothing's ever happening to us, it's happening for us. And within that, what we can control once again is the way that we perceive the situation, the way we choose to see the situation, and then how we show up to the situation. Yeah. Do we show up avoiding, denying, ex over-experiencing the emotion of like, oh, but I can't travel, oh, but my business you know, has disappeared overnight, we're doing so well, that's great, but it's all story. Yeah. Like the experience we're having right now is currently the new normal until it's not the new normal. <laughs> and therefore we've got a choice to choose how we show up to it and the yeah. choice to choose different decisions based on what we're seeing and, and ways through that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great hearing you talk, Barry. I mean, like when I've been along to your, um, your workshops and so on, it's uh, an amazing thing to hear a person, a leader speak in that way. I mean, that, that very notion that um, things are happening for you is such a radical thing to put out into the, the general, um, you know, it's not a popular view. It's that mm -hmm. things do happen to you and what are you going to do to do something about it? But the idea, if you shift into a space where you're saying something's actually happening for you, that immediately sets up within you, how do I respond? Mm -hmm. Not how do I react? How do I defend? How do I protect? But how do I move, move with this energy that's come at me in a way that's going to create more productivity in my life. The, view, the, the idea that you're sitting with is that life is always trying to shift me into a positive direction. And sometimes that's shifting you away from what you're currently doing into a new direction. Yeah. And it doesn't look like in the moment yeah. a, a great thing. It can look like a yeah. big challenge because it's, when something comes to an end, of course, there's going to be, you know, reaction, all kinds of things are going to happen. But, um, being ready for it is what's so important. So yeah, that the emotional resilient piece is so important. And a lot's been written about, you know, what emotional resilience is, that you need to have emotional resilience, but there's so few things out there that say, how, how do you get that emotional resilience? And that to me is the uh, $64 question. Mm. My, my experience, like I grew up and experienced a lot of different things happening through childhood and, I don't know where I learned it, but I, but I learned to, regardless of whatever the shitty situation was, is to look for the, the good thing in that situation and be optimistic. And the thing was, is that looking back now, there's an avoidance of experiencing pain. There's an avoidance of experiencing challenge. It was like, I just wanted to feel good and wanted to feel over here. So I avoided everything that wasn't that. Mm -hmm. And I guess over, over life, over time, things have changed and evolved um, through that. But you know, the last 15 or 16 years, I've been learning to, to tap into my, my heart. And when I say my heart, it's not the blood pumping organ, but that sense of like intuition mm. and guidance and direction that you know, we all have. We all have that intuition, that gut feeling, yet we just weren't brought up listening to it or brought up trained to know what to do with it. We're brought up to listen to our brain or to develop our brain, our knowledge and our thinking. Mm. Yet what I realized or what I, what I worked out is that when we're making decisions based on our brain, uh, which is there for a reason, but often we're making decisions based on past experiences. Yeah. Right? We're not making decisions based on future experiences because they haven't happened yet. Yeah. And something you said there reminded me of this is that when I started to kind of learn more around this and it was through meditation and different spiritual practices and things like that, that I started to, to tap into my heart, I started to realize that in the beginning, like going to the gym, it would hurt. And what I mean by that is that you'd lift weights, you knew it was doing good things, but then you'd be, you'd have muscle sore for two days with the heart <laughs> it was different in the beginning. 
I would have this intuition, these insights, I would follow it, but things wouldn't necessarily always work out the way that I thought they should have. And I would question, well, hang on, if I'm following my heart, if I'm following my intuition, shouldn't everything be smooth and amazing and great? But what I later realized is that there's some stuff that had to be kind of undone from, from, from my doing for a long time. And when I started to let go of, of the perception of the outcome, when I started to let go of my wanting and my wills of like, it, it's like, oh, I'm just going to give this, this homeless person some money because then the universe will give me more money. It doesn't work like that, right? You look at all these guidelines around abundance and things like that. You don't give to get, you give to give. And the way the universe works through cause and effect is you do get, but you don't get if you're giving to get. There's a fine distinction. And it's the same with this stuff we're talking about here is that, you know, you don't follow your heart and intuition for things to only work out perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like I follow them to work for things to work out the way they're supposed to. And that's what's giving me this sense of, of certainty, of confidence, of clarity, mm-hmm. because I've now had enough experience to know that, you know, bankruptcy nine years ago wasn't what I wanted, but holy hell, looking back now is exactly what I needed to be in the position I am right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who was it? Max Planck said, uh, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so there's something in there about that cause and effect that once you start saying, well, maybe what's happening is happening in a way that can help me to change the way that I do things, then you, you really can be responsive to, to what happens in life. Yeah. And surely that's what we want to be. We want to be able to be contributors in the world. We want to be able to do good things. Now, you know, there are a lot of, as you say, there are a lot of unconscious patterns of behavior within us that, you know, yes, you start following, um, oh, that feels like the right thing to do, but it doesn't turn out the way that you expect it from, from a brain perspective. But then what if you just go with that anyway and say, what if that just happens to be the right thing, but I've got concepts and, yeah, a whole lot of want, will, desire, whatever, that's telling me I want this. If I let go of that, where does that take me? And that's a real leap of faith. But when people start to do that, that's often where they really move into the flow of life. And, you know, there's many, many situations. Musicians talk about it. Sports people talk about it. This idea of flow. And if you can get into that and really trust that, then you can really be here for the purpose that we're here for. Instead of being here just to fulfill what we want, which is a very narrow way of looking at the world. And it's also very fear-based because it's basically saying, I want to get that thing and I've got to protect myself so I can get that thing, whatever it is. And along the way, there's a lot of, um, you know, collateral damage, you know, it might be relationships. It might be your own health. Um, The things that people do to themselves without realizing it, just because they've got their, you know, the eye on the prize without thinking maybe that prize is not a prize. (laughs) Maybe there's something else just in terms of those patterns of behavior. um, We've got a group of friends. There's uh, four couples. And three of those couples, us included, um, when the whole uh, uh, you know, COVID-19 thing hit, we, we were all contractors. So immediately our work just went, no income. Like, and we're kind of scrambling, thinking, can we work in an online space or what does it look like, et cetera. Meanwhile, this other couple, they're both salaried and they, you know, they're, they're fine. They're at home, um, but from a financial point of view, they're fine. And they reached out to us and said, We've got money. We want to give you each $1,000. And, of course, your first reaction is to say, oh, no. Look, yeah. no, no, we're fine. Look, that's, that's, that's really lovely. But no. And as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, so if you say no to someone who's 
from their heart offering you a gift, right? They're not doing it because they, you know, they they think they should do it. They're actually doing it because they want to give you something. But if you say no to that, you're doing this thing that everyone does, which is uh, reinforcing a pattern of not being able to accept. And that is the biggest skill that you can learn in life is to learn the habit of accepting. As you accept, then you can move in the right direction that life's going. If you block, you can't allow anything good to come in. You might say, no, I don't want that. Now, I want this, but you won't have the capacity for that thing to happen in your life because you're in a blocking pattern. You've just developed that at an unconscious level. So we went, thank you. (laughs) You know, do we need the money? No, but what could we do with that? Yeah. You know, so there's that generosity and generosity begets begets generosity you know the more of that that there is in the world that is true abundance where you mm. accept that someone else has got that abundant thinking you be abundant too you know yeah i absolutely love that um i was sharing this the other day you know like if you look at tantric philosophies and things like that it's all around accepting of all that is and when we accept something we're not accepting it is it like that's the only way it can be but we also from my experience um you know, we can't go through life negating these perceived challenges or negative experiences, only focusing on the good ones. That's, that, that's a level of optimism, but it's also a level of living half a life. And as I've said so many times before, you can't get rich collecting one-sided coins. It's a matter of seeing all that is, seeing everything that's there, accepting it as it is, and then consciously choosing your way forward. And I can imagine maybe there's some people listening to this right now going, oh, this is a bit woo-woo, a bit of a waffle, everything else. And I, and I kind of want to say this, like we wake up this morning and it's raining outside and your partner looks outside the window and is like, oh my God, it's raining. It's amazing. I can stay in bed. And you're like, what a great day. And you're like, oh my God, it's raining. What a shit day. I can't go to the beach. Who's right in that circumstance? Like neither's right. It's a perception of the weather. Yet the reality is, is that, that her or his way of viewing the, the, the rain as being great puts him into a joyous and a happy state, mm-hmm. Right. The other person's way of looking at it puts them into a, a negative or an emotion or a reactive state. Mm. Now, either way, you're choosing. Like, if we're only supposed to be happy all the time, we would be pre-programmed to be happy all the time. Like, we have our free will, and therefore, we've been gifted a smorgasbord of emotions for us to choose no different than going down yeah. the, the, the line at the local food court. Yeah. And you're choosing the experience you have right now. Now, I'm not saying that my way or your way is right, Steve, or the only way at all. What I'm saying is that what we're sharing right now, our invitation is a way to experience life that might provide a better feeling than the way that you've been experiencing life to date. Can this take away COVID-19, the fact that you've lost your business? No. Can it take away the fact that your partner's left you? No. Like I've had these things happen to me too in the past. I get that. And... Whenever they've happened, I've chosen to sit back and go, cool, what is this teaching me? What can I gain from this? Mm. What is coming up in my life that requires me to go through this mm. as an experience to learn from, to evolve, to iterate somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. beautiful. And, and really what you've de- demonstrated there is that is emotional resilience thinking. It's what do I need to do in this situation to move in a positive direction? Have I created a story that... It's just a story. It's just an interpretation of what's going on. If it's taking you into a negative um, uh, pattern of thinking, then what's happening is you're actually squeezing, you know, yourself. You're squeezing your heart. You're squeezing your whole being in a sense. And your capacity 
to actually access the resources, the greater resources that can help you be creative yep. is really being cut away. So this is, you're absolutely right. It's about choice. Always make a choice that's going to keep you open to those resources that will come that will help you then make the best choice. Because, yeah. you know, how many times we made decisions where it's almost been like it's just been going past in the, our peripheral vision. We go, hang on a minute, what about this? But if we were kind of focused on, oh, this is not going well, then you will not be ready for those moments. You know, um, I remember uh, hearing about Zen teaching many, many years ago, and I was fascinated by the, by the idea that the, the Zen students are sitting there in meditation and the Zen master goes behind them with a, you know, a bamboo pole. And when they see that that, that, that student is not completely present to what's happening, I give them a whack. <laughs> They've kind of floated off. They give them a whack to bring them back to the moment to be alert. It's that whole idea of you need to be alert, but not agitated, not, you know, um, highly emotional. Well, I'm, I'm laughing because I went to a man's work. I don't think I ever shared this with you. I went to a man's <laughs> workshop last year in Melbourne and we played this game around, uh, it's just men there, masculinity and around presence with partner and the importance of being present for your woman. And so what happens, we all got partnered up and uh, we had to, to share with the other person what level of pain we we're willing to, to take on board. Like a level one was just like a push up to like a level 10 was a full-blown slap in the face. Mm. And what would happen is you'd stand there staring at your partner and the moment they noticed that you weren't present, they would inflict the level of pain that you said was okay to inflict. <laughs> and we all walked away with scratches and cuts and red marks and swelling and swelling. But the beautiful thing that I learned was, was a way to expand my capacity, mm. right? Is that every time I got slapped the first few times, cause like, I was like, oh, just like an eight's fine. And it's okay. But like after a few minutes of getting slapped at an eight, like it's like, oh, I've had enough. And you notice this anger or frustration that comes up inside. Mm. But all that is doing is then reminding you, shit, I gotta be more present. Yeah. And the beautiful thing was that I learned how to kind of shift and transcend this emotion and this frustration that would come up yeah. and turn it back into presence and grace with the situation. You know, like the only time you fail is when you stop trying, right? The only time that we fail is when we stop trying. And, you know, I guess right now and in any stage in our life, we've got the ability to like just let life get the better of us. Mm. But that's not how we win. That's not how we live a fulfilling life. And that's not who we're here to be. Mm. You know, like that pressure that 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 uh squeezing causes to break through it like look at the way that a caterpillar becomes a butterfly look at the way that that stones become diamonds it's through pressure look back at your life mm. like anytime you've been pressured been through adversity or challenge it's made you who you are mm. today and i think it was albert einstein that said um you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it mm. right and possibly right now, like the same level of thinking that created a flourishing business two months ago, all right, that might not be the same level of thinking or business is going to see you flourish in today's time. Mm. It doesn't mean it's not going to come back, but, mm. but waiting is not a strategy, mm. right? Sitting on your hands is not a strategy. Mm. Not getting out of bed in the morning is not a strategy. Mm. Being emotional is not a strategy, mm. right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and you need to have that self-awareness about, what am I doing right now? Because you are making a choice to be either in uh, high emotion and a narrative that you've created about what the, your external environment is um, in whatever direction you go. If you create a, a negative narrative, 
that is the choice that you've made. If you've made a different one, which might not be positive, but it might be neutral. It's like the rain thing. Instead of saying, what a miserable day, you say, oh, look, there's uh, rain coming down and falling on the roof. It's a neutral statement. And then yeah. the other one, which is example, you would go, wow, look at that beautiful rain. It's just, this, you know, the garden's so needed. You know, there's three stories there that you can, you can go with. And if you just had that awareness to say, what is the story I'm buying into? Because it's all, it's all created. You know, it's, it's all a story. And there's a beautiful book um, that I read years ago called The Art of Possibility. And their whole premise is um, this idea that it's, it's all invented. Mm. And what are you going to invent or what perspective are you going to come to life with so that you can really, you know, be the best uh, contributor to life that you possibly can be. Mm. And there's no right or wrong which story you're choosing. But the question I'd ask is which one's going to take you closer to where you want to go? Mm. Yeah. Which one's giving you more of what you want? Mm. Like this current situation you're in right now, is it giving you what you want? And if not, realize that you create the narrative, mm. you know, and realize that too, you know, our company, the game changes and many other companies out there are here to help people just like you to change that narrative. Mm. You now provide mm. you with the support, the slap essentially when you stop being present. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm reflecting back on some of the people you've had on your, uh, uh, on your show and, you know, to a T, all of them have this incredible presence, positivity, and I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to make it happen. Not for me. I'm going to make it happen because I want you to experience what I have. There's a real sense of, I'm not trying to make a buck out of you. I'm trying to help you make a great life. And it's that particular energy that I think is, is very compelling. When you come close to people like that, you know that, um, you know, you, you can do great things, you know, it's, um, and you, at the same time, you can also tell when you come close to people who are, who are really there for themselves. Um, and you know, then you, you move away from those people. You can feel it. Yeah. You can absolutely feel it. What do you think is some, Oh, sorry. No, go on. So what do you think is some steps? Like if someone's, uh, listen this far and, and, and then they haven't like switched off because they thought we got a bit fluffy or, or too deep. Uh, they're listening so far and they're like, okay, this is cool, but how? Like, yeah. What are some steps that you'd give someone listening? Yeah. If, they, if, they're, if they're now aware going, shit, I've been buying into yeah. this narrative and it's not yeah. getting me closer to what I want. Yeah. Or maybe they haven't been and they're moving towards what they want, but they want to excel that. What are some yeah. steps that you'd sort of give them? Yeah. Um, great question. And, uh, to me, I mean, you, you talked before about, um, you know, uh, getting connected with your feeling, um, you know, there are, life is presenting us with all the time, uh, little reminders about the choices that we can take and we can be triggered, right. To go down a negative or, um, you know, uh, a highly emotional, uh, path or, if you think of all those beautiful moments that you've had where, you know, you've seen a beautiful sunset, you've been on an amazing holiday, you've, you know, you've held a baby, you know, whatever it might be, they're triggers too. And when you get triggered in that way, you feel this beautiful opening and connection and incredible joy. So what I would be doing is um, if you want to build your emotional resilience, you need to strengthen that part within you because what we live in now, as you mentioned right at the beginning, is we live in a world where it's all about control. It's all about mastery and independence. But that's actually also about separation. And, and then you develop this guarding and protection. And that is, you know, 
that actually stops you from being more expansive and being more you know, present to others in the world as well, being more connected. A connection is really important. So if you first need to be able to connect to yourself, this is the funniest thing. People are all on about, oh, how can I make connections? But often they haven't even connected with themselves. They, they, they could even be dissociated as in they're so busy in their brain, they're not even present in their body anymore. Mm. I've met people like that who are actually in some kind of low-level trauma all the time in their body because they haven't spent time just sitting with their body, you know, being, can I feel my body? Can I, can I feel my legs? Can I feel my arms? Can I feel the tension that I'm unconsciously holding in my body? Now, if you're doing that, there is no way that you can, you know, go down a path where you're going to be able to do great work in the world because you're, you're, you're squeezing yourself so tightly. So do anything that you can that is going to give your heart some oxygen, that is going to open you at that level, at that other consciousness level. So we've got our brain consciousness, but that's our dominant society is overloading that. That's saying that's the only thing that matters. You talked about gut consciousness. You know, there's as much, um, I think I read the other day, there's as much uh, brain tissue in our gut as there is in, 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 a, in the brain of a cat or something. It's incredible how much intelligence is there within our gut. But our heart, for me, the, the, you know, that feeling centre is uh, you know, even more extraordinary. It is that place of intuition, but it's also connecting us to a, a kind of a deeper part of ourself. It's kind of going to, if you could find yourself at its source, you know, you would find it through your heart. Yeah. And to me, the more time you spend when you're in your heart and just enjoying those beautiful things, the richer life will become, the more you will see the beauty of life, yeah. the more you will be able to be compassionate to others, the more you'll be able to give to others. And the, this is the really important thing, just from a practical business point of view, the more you will be able to, um, you know, create a business that is sustainable and that is successful because at the end of the day that's the most important thing for a business to really succeed it's got to be filled with all of that creative wisdom that we can access you know through our heart yeah love that steve so simple really i mean choose choose joy you know i've, I've seen the slogans out there but it's quite hard to do that because we're so often drawn into the emotional state. So our self-awareness, like you mentioned before, being aware, am I going down this path or am I going down that path? Just check yeah. in with yourself. How, how often did I do that today to arrive at where I feel I am today? Yeah. And, and, and is how I'm feeling moving me closer towards how I'd like to feel or further away? And, you know, that, that acknowledgement and the realisation first is a good sign too, you know, to be able to see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Steve Ray, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, for anyone wanting to connect with you, what's the easiest way they can connect in with you if they want to chat more about this? Uh, good question. Um, my Probably my email is the best, best way of getting to me. You can find me at the GroupWork Centre uh, website. You just look up GroupWork Centre. You'll find it um, there on the web. And... Uh, I'm just on Gmail, srichardray at gmail.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. And look, if you are a business owner right now and uh, you may be realizing you need to pivot, you're experiencing some challenges or just want someone to give you a slap when you get off track, uh, please reach out to thegamechangers.com.au. Uh, book a call with one of my team. We can have a chat. We've helped a lot of our clients who were literally shut down, running gyms, uh, coaching studios, dance studios. We've helped them to pivot, go online 
and start making money again. And equally too, we've helped a lot of other clients who have uh, had a huge amount of demand come in to be able to scale to cope with that as well. So if you're wanting a bit of a bit of hand and you may be doing it on your own, uh, now might be a good time to have a chat with the team and uh, help us to put together a game plan for you as well. Steve, much pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Barry. It was a great honour. So thanks very much. If you're in a position that many of our clients were before joining us, which is that your business is controlling you rather than you controlling your business, we would love to have a chat to you to see whether or not we might be the right fit to partner with you to help you grow and succeed in business. And over the past eight years, we've helped hundreds of business owners around the world to grow, scale and succeed in business. Uh, many of our clients report we've helped them to triple their profits and double their time off in 12 months or less. If you jump onto YouTube and notice the hundreds of testimonies, you'd see that this is a common theme amongst them. If you're a business owner that's generating more than $300,000 a year in annual revenue, uh, whether it's 500 million, 5 million, even $10 million a year, and you're looking to take your business and your life to the next level, we might be able to help. If you're noticing that your business is lacking structure, maybe systems or processes, maybe you're not quite attracting enough or, or the right type of quality leads, making enough sales, or maybe you've been having issues finding, hiring, retaining, and training the right team members, we could be a fit for you. Ultimately, we believe that we never have business problems, we have personal problems that are expressed through our business, and a lot of the work we do is with you as the business owner, helping you to constantly upgrade the way that you see life, the way that you make decisions, and the way that you help construct a profitable and purpose-driven business. In order for us to do that though, you need to book in a quick, 15-minute uh, application call with one of our scaling specialists here at The Game Changers. Through the 15-minute call, we're gonna ask you a bunch of questions to see if or how we might better help you. If we can't help you, we'll let you know politely and do our best to point in the direction of someone that can. However, if we can help you, we'll look at booking you a one-hour game plan session where we're gonna dive a lot deeper into where you and your business are at right now, where it is that you want to go in the next three, five, and 10 years time, and what are the potential roadblocks or challenges or even opportunities that are along the journey in order for you to get there uh, faster. If you're really feeling that it's time for you to, to experience the love and the joy of running a business again, if you're really wanting to experience a business that does actually operate without you while still producing profit, uh, we may very well be the right fit. So book in a 15 minute call, we can have a chat and uh, see where we go from there. My name is Brad Bodidi and uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk soon.